inspiring and equipping you to live the life you're destined to live. This is the Ascend Men Podcast. Never knowing his biological father and not receiving much love from his parents, Simon Pinchbeck had a rough start to life. But it looked like he was on the straight and narrow when at 18, he started working for the Met Police. Unfortunately, he strayed into the criminal lifestyle of those he was supposed to be policing, with drugs and violence taking the place of his loving wife and kids. His career came to an abrupt end after 23 years when charged with serious assault of a fellow copper. Simon's life nosedived as he became more involved in organized crime. Yet in February 2002, after a chance meeting in the gym, he ended up in church, heard the gospel, gave his life to Christ and undertook the Alpha course. He's since been on a mission to see others' lives transformed through Tough Talk, Christian Vision for Men, and now in leading Christian Straight Talk. Simon, welcome to the Ascend Men podcast. Well, it's great to be here, Alan, and uh, thank you for inviting me. And um, let's see where the Lord takes us. Indeed, yeah. So uh, we like to get to know our guests with a few quickfire questions, but I think we've got a lot to talk about today. So um, so I'm just going to give you one, which is if you could go back to the 10-year-old Simon and give him one piece of advice, what would it be? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It really is a good question. What, what would that um, advice be it would be alan to accept jesus christ earlier <laughs> so that i didn't have to go through all the nonsense i went through and i would have had an amazing walk with jesus christ um from an early age so i think that would be advice yeah and it would have been a different story but but this story is a great story simon um <laughs> And, and we could spend, spend the next 20 minutes digging into that story that I, I started to summarize at the start, but that's for another time. Today, uh, this is part of our Forgiveness and Reconciliation mini-series, so let's, let, let's home in on that. And in the intro, I mentioned that you had an absent father before your mum married. Let's start off there. Yeah, okay. So to this day, I don't know who my biological father is my mother's never told me she's a subject she won't go near so um it's just the way it is and she married a guy when I was four years old and he was a young uh, young man and um really there wasn't a lot of love for me or very there was no um tactile love there was no verbal love for me and uh, Look, that's why I see you looking back, but um, at the time, you know, it's just the way it was. So it's just the way, and it just accepted that was it, you know. Um, And an example of that is, you know, I was a very good rugby player as a young man. I was um, playing for the county, the Midlands, on the verge of uh, a national call-up, but, um, you know, my stepfather never came to see me once. He never never took me training or anything like that, so... Uh, and I didn't think much of that either, but, you know, the, there was a consequence to that. Uh, and the consequence was that I grew up with a very hard heart, a very, you know, a heart like granite, really. And uh, mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything for anyone or without there was something in it for me. Um, do you understand that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the way that was the way it was. And 
was it like that? I know he's passed passed away now, and uh, he died of leukemia. I think that was. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Is is that how things were? Did did it stay like that, or or was there any kind of reconciliation? Yeah, right, right towards the end, and it was strange how things happened. By that time, you know, I'd accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and um, and I got a call to say that um, yeah, you got um, uh, leukemia, and um, I didn't really think too much of that. You know, it was all very sad and everything but I had no real love in my heart for him so but there was a then there came a change so um I was watching a tv program on I think it was the um the god channel I don't know if that's still around but I was watching that and uh, Joyce Meyer was on it I don't know if many people listen to this would know the name Joyce Meyer um, and she was saying that, you, you know, God can't move on with you if there's unforgiveness. If there's unforgiveness in your heart, it creates a blockage and God can't move on with you. So I didn't think much of that either, Alan, to be honest. But I came home from work that particular evening and put the God channel back on. And there was Joyce Meyer. And you know what she was saying? She was saying exactly the same thing that she said to me in the morning or me to the world in the morning. That God can't move on with you, and if there's a barrier of unforgiveness, so I thought, wow, this could be talking to me. So I, you know, I prayed about it, and what I was revealed to me was that there was a lot of unforgiveness around my stepfather and stuff that had gone on when I was younger. Real, you know, and he won't mention go down that route today, but it wasn't great. So I went up to where they lived, which they lived in uh, Stone Market in Suffolk. So I went over there and I looked at him and I wasn't very tactful. Um, I went up there and I said to him, I said, look, there's stuff, there's stuff that went on when I was little that uh, you did to me, I need you to forgive you for. Now, looking back on that, I think I approached that the wrong way, but never, never, nevertheless, I got it out. And I said, look, I forgive you. And um, and and uh, I sort of took him in my arms and, and um, you know I, I embraced him and um, and I said oh, you know look I'll forgive you and I love you and there and then in it was in the, the conservatory of his house um, I led him in a prayer or the Holy Spirit led him in a prayer to give his life to the Lord so and and some you know a year later he died he, he lost a battle. But I believe he died knowing the Lord. So that barrier of unforgiveness, if I hadn't have got through that, you know, there that would never have happened. And and if you'd have been sitting here now and hadn't had the courage, because it's, it's a courageous thing to do to to raise that topic with him and and to to kind of expose and be vulnerable with him in that way. If you hadn't done that now, how do you think you'd have felt now? Well, uh, you know, I, I would still have bitterness probably. And, and so it was a two-way, it was a win-win situation. Obviously, it was a big win for him, but a big win for me because, you know, the Bible tells us, he, you know, the Lord will break this heart of stone and pour his flesh into it. And, and that's really what happened, I think, I believe, with with me in, in that time. Uh, you still have to work at stuff. There's still stuff that comes back and you still have to work on that stuff. But mm. um, without that intervention of the Holy Spirit, I don't, you know, 
I've read many times that, that you know, in the flesh, we can't do these things, Alan. Mm. We can't. We haven't got the capability to forgive something like that, but with the Holy Spirit, then it works. It has to be the Holy Spirit. It can't. If it was me in the flesh, there'd be no chance, honestly, the way I am. And I think there's something of God's grace that flows in at that point, because I think if you had said that uh, without that covering of the Holy Spirit um, to, to another father at, at another time, um, there might have been a strong reaction. Like, you know, what do you mean I wasn't there for you? What do you mean? But as it is, there's, a, there's, there's an oil, there's, a, there's, a, um, there's something comforting about the, 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 the Holy Spirit in that, in that conversation. And you've moved on from there to work with men uh, in prisons who probably have got pretty hard hearts. What do you see in, in those kinds of environments now in, in, as you go about um, that kind of ministry that you're doing? Well, I see a lot of hurt and, and a lot of anger towards the biological fathers, towards their earthly fathers. Um, mm. And time and time again, you know, we hear the story of the father wasn't there or, or he would literally uh, beat them, you know, or physically harm them. And, um, you know, a lot of guys sometimes thought it was, you know, their fault that they were getting beaten. Yeah, so I see a lot of that. And and then when guys actually do find the strength to forgive I find that they can't forgive themselves, Alan. They've struggled, really, to forgive themselves. It's a, a real um, sad situation and, you know, a lot of anger towards their earthly fathers, which obviously can consequently come out in referred anger and, uh, and, and onto other people, you know. So there's a huge gap at the moment where we are with uh, fatherless men and and yeah, it's a, it's a real sad um, situation with a with a family breakup. That's that's the truth. So um, yeah, we see a lot of that, and we're working with guys. I'm back in um, a prison um, uh, next month in, in a place called Bure, which is uh, purely a sex offenders prison, and we're back there working with some of the guys there. But you also see with that, Alan, you see a real wanting to change and a real desperation to change because these guys can't get any lower, can they? So there is a desperation for them to change and desperation to find, embrace Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour and, and want to change their lives. So, um, mm. you know, there's uh, a lot of uh, areas where the Lord's breaking through. And and you mentioned hurt and anger towards earthly fathers and, and I and I guess the consequence of that is hurt and anger towards a heavenly father as well. Do you, do you see that in in men who even come to know come to know Christ? Is there still a difficulty there in in accepting the unconditional love of Abba Father? Oh, that's a great point, and that's a huge point. And um, yeah, I, I see that not only in um, guys in prison, but I see it uh, when we're dealing with um, even Christian men, and when you go into a bit of a deeper level and. Uh, the fact is, if they've had a father who's who's uh, dealt them, dealt with them badly, and, and and sort of especially with physical hurts, and and you know I don't want to um, categorise any particular uh, section of the community, but it does happen a lot in Afro-Caribbean communities where it was it's a generational thing, and I've spoken to to Afro-Caribbean pastors who explain to me the whole thing about uh, why this happens. Um, they can accept these guys 
And in fact, I'm, I'm due to meet up with one very, very soon um, in Colchester where they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They believe in the Holy Spirit, but a Father God that loves them, that's a difficult one for them. And it's interesting because, um, Alan, I, you know, I was discussing this one time with uh, Johnny Loker, who you know yeah, yeah. very well. Yeah, God bless John Loker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Johnny said to me, he said something just very simple. He said, tell them to follow Jesus and he'll lead them to the Father. And you know, that's what we've been doing ever since. So these guys, we just invite them to follow Jesus and, and he will lead them to the Father. And the thing is, the sad thing is that, that knowing the Father then you know a love that you never want to come away from, Alan. Isn't that the truth? Mm, absolutely. Father's arms, you don't want to come out of them once you're there, yeah. you know. Uh, and so these guys are missing out on, on all of that. And I think some, to a certain extent, many Christians do. Many Christians um, think just accepting Jesus, and I don't say just, but accepting Jesus is the end of the road. That's a treasure, but the treasure is following Jesus to the arms of the Father. That's what the Father wants. He wants you to come back to him. So, mm. And he wants all the prodigals to come back. Mm. And all the prodigal sons have gone away from him. He wants them all to come back. And, uh, and so it is uh, a great joy when we see these guys suddenly realize, bosh, uh, and they come back to the Father and there's freedom. And these guys are set free from that bondage that they've been living with since they were little. Mm. You know. Now, you were a bad boy, uh, and to use your words here, you faced either a very heavy prison sentence or a shallow grave in Epping Forest. Uh, but but you were rescued from that, and you were just talking about that that journey of salvation just then. Is there a risk that you atone for those wayward years, those bad boy years, by being the rescue of others, and and in doing that, make them dependent on you, Simon Pinchbeck, rather than pointing them to the Father? Yeah, no, it's, it's always a huge risk, Alan, and um, it's a really, really good point you make because when the signpost starts to point to you, then we're in trouble. The signpost has always got the point of Jesus Christ. Um, and so one of the worst things I, I hear, and I hear this a lot, is that people will go, well, I led this guy to, to Jesus. Well, of course, you never led anyone in your life to Jesus. It's always the Holy Spirit that does the work. So there is a learning there, and it's a learning there where, where we just have to realize that we are just a conduit of the Holy Spirit. In fact, we drive the car up to the situation, open the door, let the Holy Spirit out, and don't get in his way. Just get, in, get out of his way because um, that's when he does his work. Yeah, no, that's totally right. And, and when you see people on, on social media or, or, or whatever, saying, always pointing to themselves, and then it's I, 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 then uh, you've got to question that because it should be, you know, the signpost should always point to Jesus and then to the Father, really. In fact, to credit you for that, when you talked about praying with your father uh, with leukemia, you, you did say, I led him, and then you said, actually, the Holy Spirit led him. So even you have that in your language. So you're, you're a humble man, Simon. Thank you for, uh, for showing us that and, and demonstrating it too. As we start to wrap up this episode, in terms of what we leave with the guys who are listening to this podcast, uh, have you got something, some closing wisdom, maybe an action to leave with them? Yeah, I, I do, but 
I think you've got time for me to mention one more thing, Alan. Of course we have. Go for it. But when I came to faith in 2002, I started doing a lot of alpha courses. I was then part of something called Tough Talk, which was with them guys for 10 years doing the ministry. But it was still all about me. And I could ask my wife for forgiveness, but she has to see the fruit of that going on in my life. And it was all about me. And it wasn't until I sat down and I'd done all this stuff, all this Christian stuff. I've been all around the world with Tough Talk. I've been telling my story all, all over the place. I've been part of a, something called Christian Vision for Men. I've been, uh, you know, I've been doing all this stuff. And then the guy, Alan West, is name. So we'll mention his name. He was an ex-professional football, but he was also uh, the leader of a big church, a nice church in, in Luton. I sat down with him and he said to me, he said, I, I was like you. He said, uh, he said, but then something, I went to the, the funeral of a great Christian guy. He said, and um, everyone from around the world uh, eulogized about this man. He said, but he said, his family got up and couldn't speak for more than a couple of minutes because they said, we never really knew our dad. Mm. And that hit me like a steam train. Because uh, the week before was um, as fa- was Father's Day, and I was out. I was doing a double meeting at a church, two both services, uh, and my family was around my house. I came back at three o'clock. They'd had their meal. They were on their way out, and I sat there on Father's Day, and I thought, I got the priorities wrong. Mm. The priorities, and Nicky Gumbel always said, was was is was God, family, work, ministry in that order. And I was getting it wrong. I was getting God, ministry, work. Family was still... Third or fourth. Yes, yeah. So for my wife to fully forgive me for what I'd done to her, because, you know, uh, without going too deeply, I'd had affairs, I'd I'd left home, I'd done all sorts of things and hurt her very bad. But for her to fully forgive me, I had to start showing. I had to start walking the talk and putting the family before her. And so... We've got the stage now where, where I can say no to certain things and I, and I have a better relationship with both my boys. And, you know, I love my wife in a deeper way than I've ever loved her before. And, and we are stronger now. We've renewed our wedding vows and all that sort of thing. Mm. But, Alan, just because we come to faith, we still got to work on ourselves, haven't we? So that was the forgiveness yeah. Um I asked her to forgive me, but it wasn't until I started actually putting her and my family next to God that, that, that really the true forgiveness mm-hmm. was there. So that's a warning, really, for, for anyone, because um, we can all go off on this on this ministry thing. We can all of a sudden, you know, you 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 your flavour of the month. You're up there. You, you you know, you've got the microphone. You're doing all that sort of stuff. Mm. But it's no good if you walk back into your house and all hell's let loose, you know. It's family first. That's the thing. But I would leave, um, to to leave and and to wrap this up, um, I would would say our loved ones need to know that we love them. Mm. And we need to tell them that we love them. And we need to tell them as often as we can because if we don't, no one else will in this world. And so I think, you know, many, many men, I know many men who have had broken childhoods, uh, broken that generational stuff, 
and, and they've got loving families. But we have, uh, I know, grandfathers and, and who, who have brought up in a generation where we just don't express our feelings. Mm. And we are really bad in the UK at encouraging one another. Yeah. So I would say, please, tell your family, your kids, your grandkids, your, your, your nearest family that you love them, put your arms around them. And if, if you want to go a bit deeper, even write them a letter. Tell them how you feel about them. But tell them because it's not enough for them to go, well, I know my dad loves me. Well, has he ever told you? No, but I know he loves me. No, we've got to tell them. That's, that's what I believe. Great. Simon, your life would make a great movie. Uh, good cop turned bad cop turned criminal turned straight talker. Our loved ones need to know that we love them and, and you've shown us that. And we need to express that and demonstrate it, uh, even if that is writing a letter, if that's, that's the, the right thing to do. And, and thank you for reinforcing that forgiveness isn't just a phrase that we use and then move on. We need to demonstrate that forgiveness uh, and, and that, that need to move on and to reinvest in, in the things that we might have damaged or broken. So thank you for shining some light into the areas of forgiving ourselves and forgiving parents and forgiving particularly fathers. Thank you, Simon. God bless you, mate. Alan, it's been a, a great morning, and uh, thank you. I think the Lord spoke clearly through us, and um, you've put some great questions and really sort of got deep into into the subject. And, yeah, if um, anyone uh, listening to this wants to get in touch with me, you can catch me uh, on an email at... Uh, Simon at cstalk.uk. Simon at cstalk.uk. And uh, we'll gladly talk about um, anything uh, uh, in your lives and, and reach out to me and, and, and let's have a chat. You know. So, Alan, God bless you and uh, wish you all the best. And anyone who's listening, we love you and God loves you and uh, keep on following Jesus. That's the thing. Thank you, Simon. That's it for this Ascend Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, please share it with a mate. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we are stronger.